Sometimes the bad guys turn good, but likewise the bad guys can show good. I'm speaking after heading to a movie theater with my wife last weekend for the first time since COVID. I was there to see a movie related to my history. It was movie time for me, watching the release of Killers of the Flower Moon, three hours plus starring Leonardo DiCaprio. The Osage Indian tribe, I happen to be part Cherokee Native American, had discovered oil on their barren land that no Caucasians wanted until the discovery of black gold. Mysteriously, tribe members with oil started dying. J. Edgar Hoover sent the pre-FBI to get to the truth. Some of the villains were caught and tried. My grandfather refused to register as a Cherokee. He didn't want to be called an Indian in Oklahoma. In Gaza, Hamas showed some good releasing two hostages. My heritage now is elsewhere. I serve the Most High over all the earth. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're launching a new series today called Experience the Old Testament. Our lives are wrapped up in an ancient story that began in the Garden of Eden. What happened there happened to you and me, the Bible teaches. It says we were made in God's image, that's good. But it also says we are fallen in Adam. That's bad. And when sin entered the world, this reality shapes our lives. The war in the Middle East, the war in Ukraine, the war in Myanmar. I could go on and on, but then think about our day-to-day lives. Sin has affected us all. Relationships break down. Bodies break down. It's enough to ask who will deliver us from such things. Well, today I want us to think about deliverance and how all the way back to the very first chapters of the Bible, we see our need for a deliverer. And I can't think of a better way to ponder this by hearing selections from a brand new resource that we have produced here at Haven Ministries called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's Canadian-British actor Ted Staunton reading the first few verses from Genesis from our double CD of Bible readings called Experience the Old Testament. Ted will join us in just a moment to talk about the project and the power of reading God's Word aloud. And then after the program, I want to invite you to support this gospel-centered ministry, and as our thanks... We'll send you the brand new double CD that we have produced called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. With Ted Staunton dramatically reading from the King James Bible and an original music score underneath by Richard Charter, you're going to enjoy hearing God's Word in a fresh and powerful way. So after the program, please visit our website to hear samples from this project and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. We also have a digital version that you can download for your gift. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you still wanted to send help and hope to Israel, we still have that fund open. I'll tell you more at the end of the program. And now let's open with Rend Collective and some good news for us all. When I stand accused by my regrets And the devil 
curses and to threats I will preach the gospel to myself That I am not a man condemned For Jesus Christ is my defense My sin is nailed to the cross My soul is healed by the scars The weight of guilt I bear no more Praise the Lord, praise the Lord When the doubt and shame hang over me Like the arrows of the enemy I will run again to Calvary That This is Haven Today and Experience the Old Testament. And that was Wren Collective with Nailed the Cross. And now I want us to turn to a friend of mine. His name is Ted Staunton. He's originally from England. Uh, he lives in greater Vancouver, British Columbia. Ted, uh, we've had you on the program many, many, many times. But this is the first time we've ever had you on in an interview setting. So welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Charles. It's a blessing to be with you. Well, let's go back to last summer. It happened to be July 1st. You and I were at a party together. We hadn't seen each other in a few years. And I said, Ted, what are you doing? Are you still acting? And why don't you just tell me how you replied? Uh, yes, I had um, had some experience with uh, acting. I, I Actually, with our, our church, Um and uh, and with other local drama groups, and uh, uh, when COVID hit, um, that all ended. So um, after a, a while of uh, inactivity, I, I bethought myself to um, well to to uh, keep exercising my my brain and uh, to uh, to study some scripture and to memorize it and to um, just act for for myself. Um, I had no no uh, ambition of public speaking or anything like that, but um, I just decided to to learn some scripture, embed it into my mind. And then uh, I just ha happened to be at this, uh, this party that you mentioned, a uh, family gathering. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you, you asked me out of the blue what I was doing, and, uh, and so, it, so it began. And, and, and then I said, well, can you do something for me? And there were, I don't know, maybe 10 of us sitting around in this backyard garden, and you recited from Daniel 3. But yeah. Yes. You did it dramatically as an actor, and everyone was mesmerized by it. There was something that kind of caught hold in God's Word being recited by you, having memorized it. Why, why was it moving to all of us there? Uh, you know, the, the, the stories in Scripture are just wonderful, and, um, and they're full of drama and, um, and so exciting. And... Um, 
there's so much in in the words that that um, that, that have have so much meaning, and uh, and it's it's a joy for me to to actually be able to to bring that forward if I can. Well, and and you've taken ten Old Testament cuttings. I'll call them cuttings mm-hmm. sections. Yes. Um, why did you decide to memorize and dramatically recite for us from the King James version of the Bible? Um, I'm. A, I've always been a student of history. I I, I love the the um, uh, the rhythm in the old King James version. Um, just the the way the language is put together is uh, is just so it's just a masterpiece, and uh, it just it just resonates with people. Well, it certainly does. And when I first heard you recite dramatically mm-hmm. a section out of the the Old Testament in the King James version, it struck me how the cadence in the King James actually follows along with the cadence of the Hebrew, the original language mm. uh, that, that the Old Testament was written in. And that did it for me, Ted. Mm. I said, mm. you've got you've to do this, and you need to do this on Haven Today. <laughs> and, um, yes. and, you, and you have. So you chose 10 readings, and that's what we have for people. Mm-hmm. And why these places in the Old Testament uh, did you select to read dramatically? Mm-hmm. I, I think what what um, moved me quite a bit was was realizing that um, not many people know these stories um, since uh, since the Bible was taken out of schools and uh, and uh, and so on. Um, not too many people are really familiar with these the, the greatest stories ever ever written, and so I I chose the the most. Um, uh, well-known ones, perhaps you know the ones that people should know, and uh, and just put them forward. Okay, uh, let's talk about your faith for a moment. Mm. And one of the questions that I always ask people uh, when I do an interview with them is, "What does Jesus mean to you?" Mm. So let me just ask you, Ted Staunton, mm. uh, out there in Surrey, British Columbia, mm-hmm. what does Jesus mean to you? Well. Um, in my when I was a young man, a youth, I, I was very much a churchgoer. I, I was in the Anglican Church and uh, back in England. And uh, but in my teen years, I turned away from him, and I became almost a persecutor of him. I uh, I was an editor of a, a magazine um, in my art college days, and I used to uh, recruit articles that would be um, very anti-Christian and. Um, and so I, I, I was very much a, a, I had a very much a, a rebellious um, spirit, and uh, that stayed with me when I emigrated in 1970, and I came to Canada, um, and I happened to meet my wife uh, a year a year later, and um, she she and I met in the parking lot of the uh, of the uh, newspaper that we both worked at. And uh, we began talking together, and uh, the conversation took a philosophical turn. And I, I said to her, "Well, what's life all about?" And she said, "It's about Jesus." And um, that kind of uh, took me back for a moment. And then uh, she invited me to to come to a uh, a dinner that she was having with some friends that following evening, I think it was. 
And so I, I went there, uh, being a bachelor and not a very good cook. Um, that was appealing to me. So, uh, so I, had to, I came to this uh, meal, and uh, there were a crowd of young people. Oh, well, a few, few young people there. Um, and they, after the meal, they started reading the Bible. And, uh, you know, they opened the Bible and started talking about Jesus and so on. It was all very uh, different to me. It was um, very sort of unusual because I... I I had not heard, heard uh, anybody talk about Jesus outside of a church church building setting. So um, anyway, I, I found it very interesting. And uh, three months later, I, we were married. <laughs> and uh, that same Bible study group that was together that evening, we are still meeting together 52 years later. So, and the same people. Jesus came into my life. I knew that he had been knocking at my heart's door. But he, but I didn't realize that all he wanted for me was to, to say, come in, you know, and take charge, and 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 be the ruler of my life, and he has, and uh, and it's been wonderful since that day. Ted, you're going to make me emotional here. <laughs> I didn't anticipate that. Uh, our Lord Jesus not only called you mm-hmm. back to Him, mm-hmm. but gave you Nadine as your wife. Of all these years, and you guys are still happily married and have a family, and you've got grandchildren, and on and on it goes. Oh, yes. The Lord is good, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, he get, he gives a, a help meet for us, and I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just overwhelmed by, by how wonderful my wife is. Oh, Ted Staunton, thank you so much for sharing with us just out of your personal life mm. and not just the drama mm. of sharing Scripture with right. us um, in a bold way. Thank you so much, Charles. This is Haven Today in a program called Experience the Old Testament. I'm Charles Morris, and I'm so grateful to spend some time with my friend Ted Staunton. And we're going to hear more from his reading of Genesis in just a moment. You know, the Garden of Eden was a place of perfect harmony, or that's how it began. The Lord was there. The trees and the animals he created were there. Adam and Eve were there. Genesis 2 tells us they were naked and yet unashamed, enjoying the good creation that the Lord had made, enjoying the gifts he had given to them, the blessings of his love. It was a perfect place, a perfect beginning to our story as human beings made in God's image. It speaks to our self-identity. God created us good. He created us upright. He made us in his image. And this is where we come from. But Adam and Eve fell. I want you to hear Ted Staunton's dramatic reading about the fall, found in Genesis 3, starting with verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, 
and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. That was Ted Staunton sharing with us from Genesis 3 in our brand new double CD produced by Haven Ministries called Experience the Old Testament. We have a digital version as well. Ted does quite the job of bringing this story alive, doesn't he? And it helps you to feel the emotional weight of what was going on, doesn't it? We can read the text. We can intellectually understand the writing and what is happening. But when you hear it read in the way that Ted just did, our emotions feel the story. Our hearts break for the sin that infiltrated that original garden. For the serpent that snuck in and deceived, we feel the shame of guilt that came right after Adam and Eve bit into the forbidden fruit when their eyes were opened and they realized that the serpent was right, but not in the way they thought. They could truly see now that what they had done was wrong. They could see that they were guilty. We feel fear as they hide from the Lord, desperate not to be seen in their guilt. We feel all this because we are just like them. All these years later, we act just the way they did when we sin. We hide, we deflect, we feel our guilt and our shame. It drives us out of community, out of the Lord's presence, and into our own loneliness and misery. That's what sin does. That's what sin always does. But even in the midst of this horror in the garden, the Lord left us with an opportunity for grace. He called out to them. And of course, he knew exactly where they were. Those modern theologians who try to say the Lord didn't know are flat out wrong. He did know. He was giving Adam and Eve an opportunity to step out of hiding, to step out of the dark shadows, but into the light, to face their shame and their guilt head on. The Lord called them not to strike them down. He called them out to restore their relationship with him. And he does the same for us. In the gospel, Jesus Christ is calling us to step out of the shadows of our sin 
and to step into the shadow of the cross where he took our sin upon himself, to see his face shining bright with grace, to receive forgiveness, to restore our relationship with him. As fallen people, we are called. People in the Middle East are called. People everywhere are called to face their sin and to give it over to the only one who can truly deal with it. Deal with it on the cross. Christ took our sin and our guilt, and he dealt with it once and for all. He experienced the opposite, not hiding from God, but the face of the Lord turning away from him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But in the resurrection, we have restoration, we have forgiveness, and in Jesus Christ, we can truly face our sin. And in Christ alone, we can truly find acceptance once again. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. Sin had left a crimson stain He washed it white as snow Lord, now indeed I find Thy power and Thine alone Can change the leper's spots And melt the heart Jesus paid it all. Joey and Rory here on this Haven Today experience the Old Testament. Well, we just heard Ted Staunton talking about the power of the spoken word. 
And then we heard him read aloud in a dramatic, bold way some of the first verses in the Bible. Well, you can find that reading from Genesis along with nine others on a brand new resource that we've produced for you here at Haven Ministries. It's called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. This double CD has an hour and a half of dramatic readings from well-known passages in the Old Testament, accompanied by original music produced just for this project. From the fall of Adam and Eve to Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace, Scripture comes to life and takes center stage in a compelling and unforgettable worship experience. Coming out of the King James Version of the Bible, this world-class audio recording pulls at the heartstrings and will lead all of us to Jesus. And with each reading, I've recorded commentary showing how it leads to Christ. This is perfect for listening to in the car or sharing together as a family. We also have it available on a digital format when you get in touch with us. It's a meaningful way to soak in the gospel from the Old Testament. So for your gift to the ministry, I want to send you a copy of this double CD called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. We'll send you a link for the digital download as well. You can listen to samples when you visit us right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us right now and make your gift, and we'll send you the set. Our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And don't forget, if you want to help displaced people in Israel, we still have our Help and Hope for Israel fund open. Every dollar given will be sent to Jews for Jesus, who are helping those with physical needs and handing out New Testaments, including the Psalms. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we will share the great story. That's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A promise can be very powerful, whether you're promising to give a child ice cream after dinner or making wedding vows. A promise is built on trust. Keeping a promise builds that trust, but breaking it, it could bring great pain to the one you made a promise to. God has made a promise. Though we break our promises and we fail God daily, the Lord has promised to continue to love us. 1 Kings 8, reminding us, There is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, this much is true. The Lord promises to love you and to be your God. Get daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.